0: We now interrupt this irregularly scheduled deprogramming to uplift your consciousness and inject your essence with the truth. This is not a test. You are about to listen to a conversation with a fellow conscious co-creator. This will rejuvenate the fire within and cause you to hover from person to person, pollinating the seeds that it will take to bring about a higher frequency of consciousness. Do not proceed further unless you are willing to bear the responsibility of being an integral piece of the solution. We are the Getting a chance to
1: experience itself. All right, welcome back to another episode of Divine Data. I am Samantha Rose Paprin, and today I'm sat with Cody Wilcox. How are you today, Cody?
0: I am blessed beyond measure, like I was kind of mentioning just a couple minutes ago. Are you? Yeah,
1: you? That tagline is so good. <laughs> I'm going to have to borrow it from you. Don't worry. I'll credit you. <laughs> oh,
0: goodness. Please don't. This is what I used to say back in the day. Anyone that would come on my page and be like, um, can I borrow this or can I post this? You know, I'll tag you. I'm like, I appreciate you tagging me. Don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like that's a, a very kind thing to do. But especially if it's not something i made specifically, you don't have to tag me. You don't have to. It's, it isn't about ego. You don't have to come to me and say, this is where I found it from. Make it your own. It's yours now
1: yeah I, I actually really appreciate that and love that because i typically have the same exact mindset and i've gotten some shit about it because that people are like <laughs> well that's how like plagiarism happens <laughs> and like you know what yes i hear you but at the same time like if you at all believe in oneness you know that this is all coming from like the same cloud consciousness if you will mm. yeah, that's what i mm. like to call like that our our collective consciousness is like pulling yeah. from like a cloud, like the yeah. iCloud, like yeah. oh yeah. ICloud. I feel like that's a
0: metaphor. I think you know. I don't know if it's conscious, uh, but I think that that's a metaphor, and maybe somebody was picking up on stuff, you know, for that for that to be the case. You know what I mean? I Almost mean, fractal.
1: Pretty smart people over there. Oh yeah. Who created the iCloud. Oh so yeah. I don't think that they wouldn't be aware of it, and if they're not, then subconsciously it's mm-hmm. coming through, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and you mentioned your page, and for anyone listening or watching. Um, I don't want to even mess up how you say it. I think it's okay. just Destiny, but with a yeah. bunch of threes in it. Right.
0: i can um, say a bunch.
1: <laughs> just three
0: of them. <laughs>
1: <Like> three. <laughs> <laughs> um, every time I read it for, the, like, however many yeah. years you had that account, I know that we'll get into you having it and then having it taken away in a second. Okay. Um, But every time I read, yeah. tried to read that name, I'm like, dream three, ah. <laughs> my brain up, but I get it. No, it's totally dream like is this. destiny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. No, I, I like that too though. Cause I don't know. There's something about like the internet culture and I've been just like, so tapped into like forums and um, you know, message boards and stuff like that growing up. I would say that's even how I feel like as I'm as smart as I am is tapped into so many things that I am is just being exposed to all this kind of content from from different people that you don't even know their real name. And you know it's just like, you can see a, a, a username or an avatar or a moniker, and you have whatever in your own head of like what it sounds like, and then you hear the person say it, and you're like, oh shit, like, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> I was saying it in my head wrong this whole time. So I, I think it's funny that you brought that up. It's always a cute thing for me, uh, even just to think about like how I say other people's names and stuff like that, so.
1: Well, I mean, I didn't even learn your name until we signed into oh, this. Oh, okay, today, that's wild.
0: <laughs> like, I love that because,
1: like, you know, I've been tuned into um, what you've been posting for quite some time. We recently connected. And mm-hmm. even then, like, I didn't necessarily, not that I don't want to know your name, but like, wow. it's, it's. That, I already felt connected to you. I was like, that's my brother over there. Yeah. That's my internet brother. Like his uh, dream is destiny. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I put my full name on everything at this point. I used mm-hmm. to have different internet names and that okay. really stuck for me. Nothing okay. felt like this is me. I was like, well, Samantha Rose Papron is me. Um, but you know, even my father, it's adorable. My father will like call some of my friends by their Instagram handles. And I'm like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And I like that. Your dad sounds hip. It's so cool. Cool. it's so cool. My dad is more <laughs> hip
1: than I am, honestly. it's sometimes, like he's like sitting there scrolling when we're waiting at dinner, and like mm-hmm. I'm the one that's like, <laughs> excuse me. Oh my
0: gosh! <laughs> like, I thought teach-
1: I was supposed <laughs> to be the millennial here.
0: <laughs> Little roll yeah. reverse I like that.
1: Yeah. So speaking of following you for years and okay. also I just want to make a mention that like when you posted on your Instagram story today that like oh. ever inspiring or something, I like literally melted. So thank mm. you. Oh, uh, thank you
0: for pulling yourself out of the puddle to make it for this interview.
1: I know like, <laughs> like, I'm still like on the ground over here, I'm um, cleaning up over there, trying to come back into human form. But it was just really remarkable because that's another thing about these internet friends right is like we sometimes put like people on a pedestal like a yeah. number of following we forget that just right. like another human and For like sure. having you say you were inspired by me I was like I'm inspiring a yes no
0: I'm glad I'm me. glad you got that'm i <laughs> glad you fe- I, like in obviously felt it like you know, we've chatted back and forth. You know, I'll, I see you doing your thing on your stories and stuff like that from time to time. I'll be like, "Get it, girl." You know, I, you know, mention how you inspire me, like with your physical fitness journey and you know, self-defense courses and stuff like that. Um, you know, just a quick aside, I found a Muay Thai boxing place that I'm gonna start going at. Just a uh, you know, again, because you are inspiration. So absolutely, you are ever inspiring. Like just seeing how you speak and, you know, your conversations with other people, your posts, what you do. Um, Yeah, and you're right, you know, it seems like we can easily put other people on pedestals just because maybe a number. And I just never understood how I could get Garner so many uh, followers just from what I was doing as far as like posting memes and, you know, but, I think we can get into a deeper conversation about stuff like that, you know, in a little bit too, um, after I get into the story about the Instagram page, but yeah, I'm just a normal person. You know what I mean? I'm Cody Wilcox. I'm 30 years old. I was born in 1990, you know, I'm just interested in what I would consider fascinating things. And I just feel really blessed because I think the universe really blessed me up with like, as far as like really cool people, like even like yourself, um, to to get gravitate towards me, and even just really good information and just like stuff that I am kind of borderline obsessed about. I'll you know listen to seventy hours of Terrence McKenna lectures, twenty hour podcasts on the the Peace Revolution podcast. I'll listen to all two hundred and fifty episodes of What on Earth is Happening, and you know stuff that I don't think other people on a mass level would and that's why like in my podcast the waking life podcast like i'll try to like find Uh, snippets of my favorite stuff and I'll just put it together, kind of like an audio tapestry. I'll try to weave that together. And because, you know, again, I don't see someone, you know, listening to a four hour Terrence McKenna lecture to find that piece of gold that I just heard. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so meaningful. Everybody needs to hear this. So I'll screenshot it and I'll you know put it together. And granted, you know, my podcast may not be the most accessible to people as well some of the the episodes are like two, three, four, five hours, but I don't expect people to listen to it in one shot. You know, how I listen to content, you know, I'll be driving around, listening to a podcast, listening to something, and then I get to my destination, I put pause and then I'll pick up later whenever I feel inspired to. So, you know, I kind of hope that's what people get from what I do, you know, or at least try to leverage what I Put out there when it comes to audio content in a similar fashion. I mean, by all means, if you guys have the attention span to sit there for five hours and listen to an episode straight through, then all to you. Um, Shoot, you probably put me on, put me to shame when it comes to stuff sometimes.
1: (laughs) I mean, honestly, some of the best stuff to listen to for five hours is like when you're cleaning or driving. Yes, exactly.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. Just getting
1: some stuff done, like staying in, like, your own flow state and, and having that, like, background information to, like, seep into your subconscious. It doesn't necessarily have to be something where, like, I'm going to sit down for five hours and mm. only listen to mm.
0: this podcast. Oh, so absolutely. I mean, um, I'm sure I'm definitely not one of the only people to come across this kind of hack. But, like, when you said let it seep into your subconscious, I'll find, like, some really dope people, deep people that have like good lectures. I don't know if you've ever heard of Manly P. Hall, like this esoteric researcher. Oh my goodness, this dude, Damn 27 it. years old, wrote a book that's like this thick on every single mystical teaching and background and stuff like that. I'm tempted to go back to my library right now and pull it out for you, um, but I wanna keep the conversation going. So I'll listen to him. He was lecturing until his he was 90 years old. Uh, he created something called the Philosophical Research Society out in Los Angeles and he would do lectures out there talking about like really deep esoteric things. And to be honest with you, he's got a little bit of a monotone voice. And even though I really am fascinated with what he talks about, it's easy to fall asleep to him. So I will purposely put on an hour and a half uh, lecture on YouTube of uh, Manly P. Hall talking about something. And yeah, the purpose for me is not the 10-15 minutes as I fall asleep, it's the hour and 15 after I'm sleeping for it to go into my subconscious and then I don't know, maybe that's maybe that's one little hack that I've been able to pick up along the way that I could share with some people.
1: Oh, I would definitely have to agree with you. We can learn so much through mm-hmm. that, like meditative states as well. Like if you just like yeah. put something on while you're meditating and you're sleeping, both of those, it seeps into your subconscious, whether mm-hmm. or not you think you remember the information the next day, mm-hmm. you feel like, that will have this like memory recall later on when you need that info yeah. and you're like. Huh. I, yeah, I guess I was somewhat cognizant <laughs> of what was going on. <laughs>
0: and even to your point, um, like when you're doing other stuff, like your mind might be actively engaged. Um, I was just thinking maybe in two hours or so before jumping on here, uh, my wife and I we were painting our back room. Um, got good news that I want to share on that front too, um, but. You know, we're, we're listening to stuff, we're having a conversation, we maybe focus on whatever we're doing. And yeah, even in those moments when your mind is actively engaged, you're still picking up on thousands, if not millions of different information, data bytes around you coming into your different senses. So that's my thing is in like kind of as much as I can in my life, just have a conscious mindfulness to what I'm consuming or what I'm doing and you know, I think that that's really cool about podcasts and about how we live our lives these days, as opposed to previously, like, I think, you know, when, when it comes to television and stuff like that, there used to be just two, three channels and whatever you, you know, if you wanted to watch TV, you just turn the TV on and you had your three networks to choose from. At this point, we have almost like an infinite amount of streams of things that we can pull from. And it, to me, it's important to to take responsibility for what you're listening to and what you're wanting to to learn or even just like veg out. And if, if you don't care about learning at the time, like, you know, still, you know, pick what you want to like put in your mind. You know, you don't know exactly what's going to be out there. You know, like someone listening to this podcast, they're not going to know exactly the things that we're going to talk about, but going into it, they probably have a little bit of an understanding. I mean, Divine Data, that's a beautiful name. Um, maybe if they've come across my content before and then they want to do like, okay, so I know what Cody's about. I, I can kind of guess what some of the things he's going to talk about. And, um, you know, to me, that was, a, that was a big hack that has transformed my life within, uh, probably even since I started the Instagram page, was just being more conscious and more mindful about the content that I consume and podcasting was been a big factor of, you know, getting away from watching TV as much to consciously choosing these are the things that I wanna learn about or I wanna listen to or I wanna have put it in my head.
1: Absolutely. And even comes down to music you listen to. Mm,
0: yes. Amen. Amen. You no,
1: know that there's like even certain tonalities or whatever it's called, like the frequency of the song will come mm. off and I'm like, ooh, that, mm, that
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: regularly, like I don't want that and I feel yep. like like supposed to like be bring like darkness into my Mm. life i listen to that and i don't and listen like i say darkness and trust me i understand that darkness and the light are both equally as important good awesome i'm talking about like the darkness that you don't want no
0: yeah like (laughs) absolutely no i completely agree with you because yeah we we uh, we live in a dualistic realm from my vantage point you know what i mean and obviously we can all have our different uh perspectives on everything but to me, it's about embracing both sides and it's but that doesn't mean you're right. Like, oh, let me just uh, put all this things that would be potentially harmful to my energy or to my consciousness. Let me just put that in front of me just because, hey, it's out there and we need to embrace it all. Like, No. Again, I, I, I think it's important to like anchor yourself where you want to be and then kind of allow yourself to like kind of go with the flow of the ocean around how that you know, operates.
1: And there's something to be said about like it's it's your own darkness and your own light that you're yes. allowed to just, like fully integrate. But like, I don't need someone else's. And someone
0: else's, give right? Given,
1: given to me via media, whether mm. it be TV or the news or music or whatever have you, like. And there's so many like conspiracy out there about
0: like oh, even, you, even you're talking healing, to the right guy now.
1: Even the healing frequencies <laughs> that we're told are like healing frequencies, people are saying like some of those are not the yeah. right frequency, right. and it's actually like doing the opposite mm-hmm. of what you're seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is is um, really important to practice discernment, like, yeah. and it's something that like I'm getting. Um, trying to find a balance in as well because Mm -hmm. like there was certain rap music that i just stopped listening to like okay and then recently i like found this playlist when i'm boxing that i'm like i don't know this kind of like puts me in the right place for this
0: absolutely
1: and it's like the energy and intention behind listening to that in the Mm -hmm. moment and knowing that like i'm doing this yeah with intention a yes. and b like i'm i'm not like allowing it to reprogram me in any type of way it's literally just like the right like frequency mm-hmm. for the motion mm-hmm. and like, oh the for energy. sure
0: the rhythm the bpm's yeah. absolutely yeah
1: and so well, so yeah. it's hard because some of the the lyrics in those mm-hmm. go against some of the stuff that i want to be consciously intaking for sure but it's like It's the balance. There's
0: definitely a balance. And I mean, you know, you said a lot of things there, like even kind of just buzzwords in my mind, like, you know, discernment, balance, started talking about hip hop. These are all things that like mean so much stuff. So, so much to me in my life um, that, yeah, you know, like, like I said, we do live in this dualistic realm. And I think that that's kind of our, place here is like, I feel like we're like on the cusp of like what it's like to be an animal and what it's like to be a spiritual being, you know what I mean? And you know, whether, whatever you, anybody listening, if you even have like your own philosophy on how like we got here or what we're doing here, you know, there's a lot of just, you know, we came from apes, we came from animals in in a different kind of aspect. Um, and then we also are going to be spirit someday. And I just feel like we're, like I said, we're in that balance point. Like I call it like, we're like a fulcrum. Like if you think about like a, a seesaw.
1: What's a fulcrum?
0: So like, I think back to like learning about this in science. So like, if you like think about like a seesaw, like where you're on one side and the other person's on the other side going up and down, mm-hmm. there's that thing right in the middle and that's the fulcrum. That keeps that balance between both sides of that. So again, I think if that is like almost like a metaphor for maybe humanity's place here is to be that balance point where things pivot off of, and things can go up and things can go down, but ultimately, yeah, we we should represent that balance. And um, you know what you said as far as like how the lyrics of some songs, you know, may not resonate with you. Uh, it thinks, I think back to this gentleman, Saul Williams, who I owe, like even putting me onto this conscious path. Um, he had an interview where he was like, you know, people listening to hip hop music that talk about violence and degrading women and, you know, just like perpetuating bad stereotypes, it has a dope beat and you're nodding your head to it. And guess what you're doing? You're subconsciously affirming that message and so that's that stuck with me and um you know i mentioned to you that i had uh, released a song last year and it's, to me lyrics are the most important thing when it comes to music i mean it's just again my preference of what i look for and what i want to put out there so pairing it with you know a catchy beat yes very important especially nowadays to be able to get reach a wider audience but to me again it's that message like what are you putting out there um and you know I, i'm with you too sam in the sense and my apologies i don't know if i can call you sam is do i you do care? prefer
1: samantha, samantha Thank you okay Samantha. Yeah. anyone listening samantha it is please absolutely
0: samantha <laughs> so um put some respect on your name so i definitely resonate with the fact that it's like hearing songs that can really get you hyped and get you in the moment and get you doing what you want to do. Um, So, you know, no judgment in that regard either. Um, But, you know, I've come across some really cool people. There's a dude named Free Soul uh, out of Philly, like F-R-3-3-S-O-L. He makes like almost like, like such catchy music. I know he's influenced by like Young Thug and some like future, and some more uh, popular mainstream people, but his message is 100% conscious. His wife, uh, her name's Lava God, they came together and they made an album called Earth,
1: Oh my God, I love them. It's they're they
0: <laughs> all like I, I so when you said like you had come you know, your uh, Spotify playlist or your playlist that you listen to for uh, when you're working out, like that's what I immediately thought of. I thought you were going to bring up like this conscious playlist of hip hop music because I had come across people that I've never heard in my entire life, like Kyle Bent, Aura the Prophet, uh, a guy named Spectrum. Oh, and I these know, people. Oh, okay. So, spect- yeah. yeah. So that kind of music, you know what I mean? Where it's it's hip hop, but it's also like super it's so conscious. conscious. And yes. It's,
1: and again, yeah. It has the same amount of like catchiness. Yes. And you could, like can feel like the healing that is happening. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Music. Yep.
1: Totally. And that's what I've been listening to. But okay. it's interesting. Like I I allowed some other hip hop into my life again, which like I literally shut it out. Like it. Did oh, not okay.
0: Be- so yeah, and that's what I was actually wanting to have a conversation with. Like, so you stopped it, like full I stop. Like, hey, you know. Time. I don't yeah, I don't and there there is, you know, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because there is some stuff out there that could resonate with you. So yeah, talk a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, so I ended up I find a couple of these songs. I'll turn songs off if there's mm-hmm. certain certain you go too far, you know? Yeah, no, I uh, you. but there's like this one one song that's like Mr. Right Now and it's like it's 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 funny it's mm-hmm. funny it's, it's, if you just said it before like we're allowed to like find that balance between like being an animal and being a spiritual being so it's like the i i stopped myself from being like sexy and vivacious for a while because like i was like no oh my god yeah. like i have to be like this spiritual mm-hmm. like pure mm-hmm. being and, like i'm finally like falling in love with myself again the sexy side of myself too. that's amazing And that's taken a while, you know, so it's like some of these songs, it's like, I think he says, like, oh, I'll fuck her to a slow song, Uh but I'm a savage.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. And "And I'm
1: like, okay, like there's that balance there. But then like the next song, if it comes on and I don't know, and it's like. Fucked a <laughs> hoe, like, bro, we're in the streets. After we have sex with her, I'm like, oh, no, <gasps> like
0: I don't Turn it. this off. Oh. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, I even was. I had like, I, I don't even remember what the lyrics were, but I had mm. a horrible line stuck in my head, and I like said it to my friend in this. Semi-baby voice that I do. It's like okay. inner child coming out for okay. real. And I've accepted her. She's yes. this. And I said the lyric to her in this baby voice. And she goes, especially when you say it like that. Oh no. It it so fun <laughs> and I was like, yo, you're so right. Wow. Like, wow, I can never listen to that song again. <laughs> and, um, so there's definitely a balance that I'm finding in that. And I'm a lot like, like I said, like there's this animal part of me that mm-hmm. like definitely exists and i've suppressed for a while and she'll come out every once in a while but it's like it's only safe for her to exist at a music festival
0: right like it's no. only
1: safe for her to exist like on vacation in a country where no one that's gonna see her you know what mm-hmm. it's like no, I think it's safe for her to exist at any given moment that she wants to be out and being vivacious and having yes. fun, expressing herself in an animalistic and spiritual way. You for know? real,
0: exactly. And embracing both of those things, because, you know, and I don't want to um, say what I'm about to say and equate like that maybe more animalistic nature that we all have within us to the shadow. But the same way that we were kind of talking about, like, you have to integrate your own shadow into what you do. You know, you can't just show your positive side all the time or your spiritual side all the time. And I feel like that is a big misconception with a lot of like a a conscious community or like the new age community, if you will, is just only representing and only being positive and only focusing on, um, you know, like chakras and meditations and, you know, like not not even allowing yourself to have a conversation on a medium like this where you say, you know, fuck the hoes and I listen to this kind of music and stuff like that. Because like, no, I mean, if you're a real authentic person, then you're kind of of this culture, you're kind of of this society, you're, you know, influenced by some of these mindsets. And just to pretend like you're not, again, that's to me inauthentic. And my thing is, is just trying to be as much of yourself as you can and with the idea and mindset that you're just going to attract those who are either like you or would want to be like you. and. To me, if I could just find a lot more people like myself, which I'm able to do when it comes to like on Instagram or on different social media, or even just in my own life at this point, like why not, you know what I mean? Like why not try to have a lot more people that are of a similar mindset around you so that you can have conversations about the things that you care about and you can hear things from a different perspective, but also know that it, it's coming from the right place so you know that's been my thing and even when it comes to the music that i do um my my musical moniker is kind of like the first part of my instagram name um i go by dream three and then the first e in dream or i guess the only e in dream is a three so then it's like dr3am3 so that's my music artist name. So you're like
1: Doctor Three M Three. Yeah,
0: almost kind of it. Yeah, know I looked. I've seen. I've like seen it like that. I'm like, oh, Doctor Three M Three. <laughs> well, it's kind of like,
1: cool because it's like you're like a professor layers. of like memetics in my yes, mind. So yes. like You're a doctor of memetics. Ooh. You are, I am just am mm,
0: yeah you know, the yeah of
1: am so, yes absolutely oh my, it, it plays it's I don't know I'm just making savage. Yeah, <laughs> no,
0: I, so I want to uh, definitely share my song with you after we get out of here because um, you know it's got that like you know uh, catchy catchy tune and and stuff like that. It's got the good lyrics and you know it's about it's about cannabis. You know, not gonna lie, it's about cannabis. And okay. but I get I get spiritual with it.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, we got to respect her. She, she wants mm. something made about. Yeah, that's
0: actually something that was on my mind that we could uh, discuss about. Cause you know, I found out that you as well are in, into the, uh, I would like to call it the healing herb, Um
1: I'm, I'm yeah, I'm actually a huge proponent of all psychedelics and family. Ooh, same. Affairs. I'm also a huge proponent of, um, you know, education around it mm. and making sure that like you are in the right psychological place for it yep. and you're not abusing it because yep. i've personally That's, also yep. had my own phases going mm. to anonymous programs because
0: mm-hmm. okay. i was
1: using um mostly marijuana actually really okay like an extent to which like i i really didn't appreciate myself but mm. then i realized that i just needed to develop a different relationship with her with the herb and it's completely changed and my life um, you know, also was benefited by the experiences I had in that 12 step program. Wow. However, it was a little bit too dogmatic for me. Okay. Uh, and I think that there's, there should be and there probably are different routes to take to
0: mm-hmm.
1: be like to go into recovery. And mm-hmm. even like, for me, I don't know, I have a really controversial opinion about recovered um, addicts, because okay. like, if you're in a program, technically they like tell you like once an addict, always an addict. Like, mm. but they also have another tagline that's kind of opposite to that, which says like you know we do recover. And for me, a recovering addict, and uh, this is where they would be like, this is just an addict speaking. It's your okay. addiction talking. Okay. Like, for me, a recovered addict is someone who can like then develop a new relationship with it and decide whether or not they want to partake
0: mm.
1: or not, because yeah. it's like. I don't know. I just don't for me, like replacing the addiction with the 12 step program or mm-hmm. any other thing that you have to do on a daily basis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's just replacing the addiction. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. No. And I, I I, resonate with that. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to hear uh, from your vantage point, like how your journey kind of led you to some of the similar um, understandings that I have because you know, I would say I, I didn't have that healthy of a relationship with cannabis. I went from being like very fascinated growing up and never trying it until I was 19 years old to doing it damn near all day, every day. Um, it You know, my girlfriend, now wife, you know, she, she has not been a big fan of cannabis and F, in the beginning of our relationship, it was because how much I used it. It was anytime that we needed to go out You know, I'm going to get high before we go. Anytime I needed to eat, I'm going to get high before this. Anytime I wanted to listen to music, I'm going to get high before this. I mean, how healthy of a relationship is that with something that you have to do in my head? I had to do this before I did this. And... I mean, I think back to like you know driving. Like I used to have like a bowl in my car, yeah, and you know like I would I would pack, pack stuff up and
1: cards. Like, do I have my weed in there? First? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that would be my mindset as like, oh, I need to have this with me, and then I think I think now and I'm just like, that's so. It's not. First of all, it's not healthy. And I was also setting myself up for you know legal trouble. If anything would have happened, I, I would have been busted instantly. You know what I mean? And it's not like anybody ever predicts to get pulled over it predicts to be in a car accident or what have you. Um, and you know, I was just thankful and lucky that nothing did ever really come of that. And I have been able to now have more of a understanding that it's like, you know, I was having this conversation with somebody else the other day. Uh, how about I just don't get high while I'm driving and I just wait till I get home and I'm able to enjoy uh, in the peace of my own home and then if I don't smoke all day throughout the day that by the time I'm done with work and I'm ready to do it I get that much higher you know yeah. what I mean like I feel That's I feel better because it's you're not using it so much so that you don't have to do so much to and you know now I've been able to keep like 14 different strains and before back in the day like I'd have I'd be you know, almost a fiend to the point where as soon as I got something, it would be gone. So it's just having, like you said, a better relationship with these things, um, I think is important. And I have never personally gone down like the recovery uh, or like gone through like, you know, the 12 step program and stuff like that um, to know what that mindset is, as far as like how they would come at you and be like, oh, that's the, you know, addict in you thinking about it. But somebody who hasn't been exposed to that and just hearing what you said, like, I feel like there is something to having a healthy relationship and deciding if you want to do something. And if you do want to do it, then just not letting it take over your life, similar to how I just spoke about it.
1: Absolutely. And thank you for sharing all that. I think it's really important that people do realize that like whatever you think is a healthy relationship with it whatever is working for you works for you but it is important to also realize like there are a lot of us out there that have done the same things because like I've mm-hmm. been in that same mindset where I'm like you've literally like been speeding down a highway smoking a joint and like what could have happened like that that is like a like just mindless so it's not being mindful whatsoever and B, like it's it's um, a little bit scary to see that relationship get that far where you can't even imagine getting in a car without using <laughs> right, something. You know, right. like why do we need that? And that even happened to me with cigarettes too. When okay. I used cigarettes, it was like anytime I got into a vehicle, I had to have a cigarette. Anytime oh, yeah. I had, it's, meal, it's, I had it's, to have a cigarette. It was it's like a habit. Thing. Exactly. It's it,
0: and it's and you said I think you said ritual thing. It's like you you pair it with that because um, you know reminds me of I used to be addicted to black and milds. If you're familiar with the, what those are, exactly. those are like cigars. And it's funny because it kind of came from my cannabis usage because I would on my lunch break at the grocery store I worked at, go smoke a bowl in my truck. And then you know what? I'm not going to try to go back to work smelling like weed. So you gotta have something that covers that, ma- you know, mask that smell. So then it it became an addiction and, you know, kind of like looping together um, some of the the threads that we had just been talking about, like psychedelics before this, I will say the reason why I was able to quit um, smoking tobacco is because of psychedelics. Like I had a conscious intention going into a psilocybin trip that I wanted to quit smoking black and milds. And ever since then I have not had the um urge or inkling. Like maybe I I've tried, you know, one two since then this business is like four years and so like i, I kind of think back to like it, <laughs> i used to get like you know a 25 pack from like sam's club and and i'd go through them pretty quickly and it's that's just not healthy at all and so you know there is there really is something too about the healing properties and modalities of different plants here but again with that balance mindset of it's not a cure all. It's just a tool and it's not something that you should be doing all the time. Especially these psychedelic substances, like, you know
1: They're gateways. They're like, to yeah, show that, us they're sorry, the, the psychedelics oh. are gateways. They're to show us like a certain perspective of the mind and, and how beautiful life is, and all mm-hmm. of that, and then to integrate that into your daily life. And mm-hmm. you know, you may have a couple trips every once in a while, maybe a couple times a year, but we don't need to be doing these things every Friday. Yeah. Um, and I definitely know there's people who like to enjoy them. More frequently than even just on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that's where, like, the education really needs to come in for this kind of stuff. And I work with Dinky Plant Medicine, which is a, a global movement to just stigmatize the use of plant medicines wow. and psychedelics. And um, we've had a really beautiful success with having, you know, thousands of stories shared and even celebrities coming out and sharing their stories with these psychedelics and plant medicines. And it's super important to, you know, be educated around it, find like the right set and setting, find mm-hmm. the right resources. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of places that are now legalizing some of these therapies yeah, and therapies. Absolutely. And into that, if especially you're looking into, you know, helping yourself heal through something psychological. Um, Yeah, it's a lot. And I think what's also really important to recognize is not just the better relationship with the substance, but Mm. a better relationship with self. Once you have a better relationship with self, it's hard to use in that abusive Mm. type of way. It's you -hmm. become more aware of, oh, I can get so much more done if I'm not smoking all day. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I feel so much more accomplished when I do get home and I'm having my first bowl after
0: Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm
1: -hmm. it is. there's so much of that that it's like yeah like when i because i work out so much right now thanks Mm -hmm. for mentioning it Uh,
0: absolutely (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) it's not as easy to go work out if you've been wake and baking
0: Mm -mm. oh no (laughs) no
1: so uh, and you know what i i've even been the person like you said before we were like smoke before you do anything or i'm like oh i'm going to the gym better light up yeah yeah
0: And I mean, and and I would say even with that, and sorry to cut you off, is there are people that do have the relationship with cannabis that that does motivate them. They they might find a certain cultivar, a certain strain that does motivate them and get them a little bit more energetic to go to the the gym or go do something. Um, And, you know, there's people that treat their anxiety with stuff like that. And, you know, they may. And so, again, there's really for me, there's no judgment because. You know, one thing I wanted to bring up with when I was listening to you too, when you're coming in this conversation, is like we at least between you and I, we've seen these things in ourselves. So how are we gonna pass judgment on to others who are, you know, on a different place of their journey that we may have previously been, or who knows, maybe even go down at some other point if we're we don't stay vigilant with our mindset on stuff because you know, we're all you know, learning and we're all growing. And some of us have gone through some of these things. And to me, it's just, if you look down on somebody just because they're going through something that you used to and you're not there to actually give them like a helping hand, whether that's reassurance, whether that's advice, whether that's just like someone to listen to for them to talk about what they have they're going on and, and not necessarily interjecting your own opinion, like, to me, you're not a real human being if you're not actually trying to help someone out like that.
1: Absolutely, and that's that's also why I stepped away from the twelve step program. And you know what? I don't even want to be sounding like I'm dogging the twelve step no. program because I you know said it. It, it
0: really helped you.
1: It really helped me. It did, and I know it also works long term for other people. Mm-hmm. But I had to personally step away because I have such like an open mind that mm-hmm. like I'm willing to be like maybe I am an addict and I have. Yeah. To no. Down same. Down yeah. To the point of being like, wait maybe this path isn't for me, I've learned so much, I'm going to walk away. And I realized as I was walking away, that meant I had a group of people that were looking at me thinking, you know, she's back out on the streets again. And for me, I was like, that's really sad, because I became very close to these humans, but that's their journey. That's how they have to see things for them to uh, heal and recover mm-hmm. in their own way mm-hmm. and that's totally fine it just wasn't the way for me and i it gave yeah it gave me so much um insight into myself uh working the 12 steps i honestly think that like with some you know editing down for, for the general public mm-hmm. every human should check out like mm-hmm. some sort of 12 mm-hmm. step like mm-hmm. program in their own life like i would love to help design one that's just like for a a beautiful idea like get to know themselves and heal themselves on a deeper level because those were super helpful for me um but yeah i just it it wasn't the path for me i needed Mm -hmm. to take the break that i took i needed to learn the things i needed to learn i needed to um develop the better relationship with myself and the substances so that was really a huge part of um, my journey and that's actually super recent that I decided um, I'm going to to be come back to um, myself in that way. Where I have a couple mm. friends who are like, honestly, I think the marijuana helps you like, mm-hmm. and and they're like, it's great that you can now know you can take like 90 days off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do.
0: that's that that <laughs> part is important because again, like I went from the mindset of like feeling like internally I had to do this to do this next thing or to enjoy something more and to, to take a step back and have a tolerance break and realize that it's not like life isn't worth living without that substance. You know, you still get happy, you still like things, you still, you know, enjoy yourself. Again, it's like you you develop a better relationship with yourself more than you really are with the substance and that kind of just like flows out from there. And, you know, I can see that too, because there was times where I was kind of getting in a funk when I hadn't been using uh, cannabis. And, you know, I noticed as I, I, I integrated slowly in my life that it is helpful and I do have a better mindset, generally speaking, you know what I mean? So I am seeing where it can be helpful. You know, it's it's a tool. It's not an end all be all. It's not the only thing. Um, but it, it's something that it plays a really big importance in my life, just in the sense of like what I do for a living. Like I'm a learning and development specialist for a company in Florida that sells medical cannabis. And so what I do all day is talk about it and educate people about it and create resources that say how it can be helpful. But for me, it's it's about bringing a, like a that, again, that balance, that nuance, that subtlety to the conversation that it's not for everybody. It's not uh, a panacea that cures everything. Um, So to to temper the, you know, propaganda mindset that's been going on in prohibition for close to 100 years at this point uh, in regarding marijuana, but also tempering that with the the mindset that, you know, people like, you know, this, this will cure almost any illness. This will help almost any person out when, you know, there are people with certain psychoses that Get exacerbated when they use cannabis, and who's gonna say that that's helpful? You know, I understand. Like, I've been on LSD before, I've been on psilocybin before, and I'm like, everybody needs to experience this. Yeah. So I feel like that. I feel like that sentiment and and uh, words are you said by almost anybody I've ever had a conversation with. But like, you know, in re- like think about that in reality. Like, someone who is you know battling some demons or multiple uh personalities like dissociative identity disorder and stuff like that like giving them a substance that makes things worse like it's it's really it's not for everybody it's really not for all situations and there are times where people you know just how they relate they maybe not even there's not a possibility for them to have that kind of healthy relationship just because there are people with like you know addictive personalities
1: and like genetic uh propensity predispositions or yes, predispos- predispositions thank you okay um towards psychological disorders that may not even like arise in their systems unless they yep. Have that substance, or have too mm-hmm. much of a substance, mm-hmm. or have a traumatic event happen in their life, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is a chemical balance. And it is something that you have to like really do that research and understanding. And also, there is some, like, in some senses, an intuitive side to it. Cause yep. I won't wanna say just be intuitive about it, but I would say, like, do your research into your family's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, genetics. Mm-hmm history um psychological history to see if there are disorders in your family and your bloodline that may and you know what there are also going to be people who don't have that history available to them so they may not True. know so that can be dangerous as well you know so there is it's almost like doing a test strip when you're dying hair sometimes if yeah. you have no know of that none of that knowledge you do have to risk it and go slowly and that's also what's beautiful about it becoming legal a lot
0: mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. becoming
1: legalized so you can work with with specialists um, and doctors to help you um, understand all this stuff. But the intuitive side for me, um, when people ask about ayahuasca or mushroom trip or even LSD, like they're like, well, how do I know if I'm ready? And it's like it's gonna call to you, baby. Like you're gonna yeah. Know. No, the
0: amen, feel- sister, amen. Absolutely. And if you
1: feel like completely dissonant or like it's repelling you, then fucking go. Yeah, don't do that shit. In, yeah, you know? right. <laughs> don't
0: don't do it just to have fun. And that's like you know another conversation I was having with a friend this past week is, um, you know, kind of just like looking back at my journey from when I originally came across these things, like let's just say cannabis and psilocybin mushrooms. At first it was just to have fun. You know, it was just to enjoy myself. But then when you overlay that ritual or that mindfulness and you do these things in a conscious context, that's when I really started to see like the benefit of like it it really opened my mind, it opened my consciousness. I went from being somebody that was very left brained and very logical and very straightforward. And I remember growing up, my mom would say things like, oh, it's a full moon, you know, people are gonna start acting crazy. I'm like, mom, you're crazy for saying that the full moon's gonna affect anything. And, you know, I went now look at what you (laughs) I know. I literally that's we have those conversations from time to time. It's like, yeah, look, look at you posted about astrology and look at you posting about how everything's connected and it's all interrelated and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, hey, mom, are you interested in a psychedelic trip too soon? So (laughs) yeah, continued there.
1: (laughs) My ex actually convinced his uh, parents to do mushrooms together, mm-hmm. which I thought was amazing. And
0: so they uh, did it, um, was it like the parents did it together with your ex? Were they all under the influence? Did they did not so feel comfortable? So I think
1: the idea originally was to do it all together, but I think mm-hmm. his parents were like uncomfortable with that. Yeah. And they're like, fine, we'll do it, but we're just gonna do it together alone. Okay. Um, and
0: Not even like a, a, a sitter or anything with that? Not
1: even a sitter, which nice. I was like kind of yeah. like, just didn't to hear about how that went down for them but they're really lucky they live in the Caribbean they live in like That's a community that has a private beach so they mm. were like we just stayed inside the community
0: <laughs> and I <was> like, perfect <laughs> Good. so they, perfect. they enjoyed the experience
1: they enjoyed the experience uh mother much more than father at least okay. father won't really speak of it too much okay. I think he kind of like gave a like silent like that was okay thumbs okay. up not like in, uh going too deeply mm-hmm. into the details um and i think the mother you know i don't know about long-term effect because it's x and we're not as close yeah. anymore okay. but um i know that afterwards she was very much so tapped into like her much younger hippie side where she was just <laughs> like oh my god like everything is love and <laughs> the ocean is beautiful and it's yes. endless and expansive and i'm so tiny and i'm just a speck <laughs> of dust um and i was like yes I'm like, that because you know they're british they're pretty you know they might have sticks up their butt sometimes so. <laughs> i'm not trying to generalize all british people i'm sorry if you are british you know that i'm just taking the piss like <laughs> the piss, trying out some bad banter. That's So, funny. That's so funny. <laughs> um but yeah i would love to sort of circle back because i know we like touched on it a little bit um okay. but like i've said a few times cody is <laughs> One of my favorite king of doctors of memetics, you know, of these conscious memetics. I don't even remember what year I first started following you. I was epically long ago. It feels like at this point, um, the beginning of your your career in the in the gram, um, in the gram sphere. <laughs> um, but you grew to what two hundred and eighty thousand yeah. followers. Yeah um and then they took your platform (laughs) Platformed. what Mm -hmm. happened
0: there no so i mean i appreciate getting an opportunity to have more of like a long-form conversation in this regard because you know there are people that reach out to me like oh my gosh you know i couldn't find your page what happened um so i definitely want to get into everything but i would say let's start at the beginning um it was about 2013 when i first started that instagram page and i feel like that's almost you know towards the beginning of when instagram started becoming a platform and became popular you know i think it might have originally started in 2011. i started hearing more about it in 2012 and it was funny um it was my wife who girlfriend at the time like we've been we've been together for over 10 years now um so she was on there and i was like i just didn't understand it you know i just i understood facebook Um, but I didn't understand Instagram just in the sense of posting pictures. I'm like, I don't post pictures. Like I don't take pictures very frequently. Um, I don't, you know, it's not like I share my life too frequently. You know, I would share like, uh, music lyrics and stuff like that on Facebook. Um, so I just didn't understand Instagram and it, it was really the precipice that started it was, um, she went to Virginia beach for a month. And she's like, make an Instagram page, and you know we'll keep in contact with each other. Obviously, we had each other's phone numbers and stuff like that. But that was what started me to go on Instagram. And I remember, um, if the page was still there, you could scroll it all the way to the bottom after like thirty thousand posts, you'd see, you know, just like me posting pictures of the shoes that I just got, a book that I just got, <laughs> my new cell phone. Like it was just like you know, almost like any other person's personal page of like, here's. My life, I would say the third, fourth, or fifth post, I had come across a Serbian proverb. And it was like, you know, we're all, I'm going to butcher it, but, you know, like we're all made of, damn, I, I lost it. But it's this awesome <laughs> proverb that I came across. And it's just about like being of the universe and, but still being on that planet kind of situation. And I'm like, oh, that, this is awesome. Like, yeah, this conscious stuff. I love this stuff. Absolutely. And then that really opened me up to like, there is a whole community of people that just post things that are like this. And, you know, I started learning about hashtags and learning about other people who had big pages. And I was, you know, taking stuff from them, reposting it, sharing it. And, you know, there'd be people that would be like, repost the stuff that I posted. I was like, oh, this, this is pretty cool. This is pretty interesting. Like there's people out there that are like me and it's more than what I just thought. Like, it's not just like, I'm just one, I mean, we're all unique, but like all the shit that I'm interested in, there's no way there's 280,000 people that are like this, that would care (laughs) about these things. Right? And little did I know, yeah, after like seven, eight years, I was able to, you know, coalesce that kind of following. Um and it's it's really amazing. Like, I don't say this to sound like egoic or braggy, but there had been some like big celebrities that were following the page that was like kinda of blowing my mind. Um like Adriana Lima, one of the, the Victoria's Secret models. Um Janae Aiko was reposting stuff that I would post. Like Big Sean, one of my favorite rappers, was following the page. Danica Patrick, the race car driver. Dustin Portier, the MMA fighter. You know, there's, I'm just like, hold on. These people follow me? Like, what is this? You know? And it's kind of like we were talking about earlier putting people on a pedestal and what have you. You probably shouldn't. Um, But, (laughs) Shouldn't I even put yourself on that pedestal. Your
1: own power when you put people on pedestals. If you're putting mm-hmm. someone else on a pedestal, I think you should prop yourself right up there with them. Mm-hmm. I
0: think
1: when you mm-hmm. see like the magic in someone else, it's because you have it within yourself. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you not yes. see
0: it. Let me highlight what you just said again. Yeah, if you notice the magic in somebody else, it's because you have it inside of you. So thank you. That is beautiful. I love that so much um because. How would you how would you recognize it? How would it feel special to you if you didn't have at least an inkling for there to something that you could harness and turn into something that is just as bright as that other person's light. So I I couldn't agree more with that. Um, So it by July of last year 2020. Yeah, I did have 280,000 followers. Um, And what was really astounding is I would post all the time. So every week there would be millions of impressions. Like, it's as, as like just thinking that this stuff would go out to millions of people. I mean, I remember having a, a, a mushroom trip with one of my friends and crying to him into the universe. I'm like, please let me create something that can affect people and make them like love themselves more. And all the while I didn't realize I was already in the process of doing that. You know, I had a page that was ten thousand followers and Oh, I just got the know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I it's like to me, it's still a balance between like, you know, what am I actually doing? Like I'm I'm posting memes on a page. How valuable is this? But again, it's the message behind it. It's the community that was brought together it's it's even just like again like my compassion and kindness and reaching out and like having conversations with people through the messenger or in the comment section or you know my big thing was just putting people on to other people's content because it's not all about me i've made probably like 300 memes the rest of that stuff was other people's content Mm -hmm. and even, even the memes, like I'm taking other people's artwork and crediting the artist. Like, hey, you think this is dope? Yeah, go follow this person over here. That was the big part of the page was to put people on to other conscious content and other creators. That's
1: and what that, this podcast yes. is all about. That's what Absolutely. I'm saying. Absolutely. And if five people, like five more people learn about mm-hmm. you today, mm-hmm. yeah, I did my job. Absolutely.
0: Oh, Amen. sorry for interrupting. No, you're no. not, no. Because <laughs> to me, that's that's just who I am as a person. Like, it's not about me. It's about like the message it's about the really dope stuff that I've come across. And if you like, if you like who I am as a person, it's probably because of all these things that made me to be like, this is, is the books I've read or the podcasts I've listened to, or the books I, or like audiobooks or lectures or music or any of those things. So I don't, in one sense, like I recognize I'm special and I'm different. And the other, I just don't think that I'm like so special that I'm like God's gift to this planet and everyone needs to know everything about me and everyone needs to listen to all the things that I thought was meaningful. But, you know, how I'm able to communicate and express myself and, you know, show love and big other people up, it comes across as authentic. And, you know, the more I kind of like step into that power, the more I kind of, you know, step away from the like, you know, having to feel like I need to um, explain myself too much when it comes to it, because I feel like, you know, it comes across naturally. Um, so it was really weird. Last year, I, I logged into Instagram and it said, you are one strike away from getting your page taken down. And I was just like, huh? And 15 minutes after, like I, I screenshot it and I put it on my story and i was like i think my page is about to get taken down and 15 minutes later i went to log back in you know i just like bounced away and then tried to come back and then sure enough it it's it locked me out and you know i don't want to speculate as to why i think ultimately like the like after meditating on it for months i think really what it was is like like i said i would repost a lot of people's stuff and i would tag them and according to instagram even if you tag somebody you're still breaking the terms of service by posting somebody else's content i mean we all know we all know what instagram's like we're all reposting everybody's stuff so it's like they pick and choose mm-hmm. what it what you know there's maybe agree are
1: protected for sure
0: yeah and there's that too and then and that's kind of like what i had been thinking about after meditating on it was let's just say theoretically speaking you samantha had made some content that I had been reposting for a couple years. And then you went and you got it copywritten and you got it submitted to like YouTube and Instagram and Facebook that this is my copywritten material and to please take away anything that's out there that is using my stuff. And so I just feel like I was like an unfortunate victim of kind of like, somebody just going on and saying, hey, I don't want other people to have my stuff. And then I had five strikes within 15 minutes, some of which went back years. So um, I've been saying, you know, going to Instagram via their help center, and I probably did like 50 appeals at this point. Um, it, It really brought me down because like I said, I was reaching millions of people. I felt like I was really tapped in. But, you know, I had to come to the realization that I'm probably not gonna get that Instagram page back. And like, what am I gonna do, just sulk in it? Am I not gonna do anything else like this? I didn't do it for money. I know there's there's a lot of pages that they do it for money and that's how they make their living. I maybe did two or three promotions in my entire life. Like all the stuff that I would have up there is because I fucking liked it. And I thought you should come across this. So, you know, save those maybe three times in all that seven, eight years, anytime you saw stuff up there that, there there wasn't, I wasn't getting financial backing for it. You know, again, I was just trying to put people on. So, um, you know, I had to come to the realization that, you know, am I gonna let this keep me down or am I just gonna continue doing what I wanna do? So, you know, I recreated the page and it went from being dream is destiny with threes between the words. That's basically how I considered it. Like I like the number three, three threes. That's even cooler. Um, Dream is destiny comes from a movie called Waking Life. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie before. It came out in 2002, very trippy movie about like deep philosophical stuff. It's like a guy who's like in a lucid dream and he goes across like these people having conversations and I just I would suggest everybody watch that Waking Life movie, and that's yeah, also the where the podcast.
1: Podcast, yeah. Yep,
0: that's where the the name of the podcast came from. So, the new Instagram page is very similar in name. Like I mentioned before, I have my rapper name Dream Three or Doctor Three Am. So it's D R Three A M Three is Three. Destiny and then no three at the end of that. So um it's you know again, three threes in it. Dream is destiny. Um I've got like close to four thousand followers in that time frame. So I thought that's awesome. Like that's a hell of a lot more than when I originally started out on Instagram when I started post- posting for that first year.
1: It's taken me a while to get to four thousand followers, mm-hmm. like a- A long time. I'm honestly, Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see if my like account has been like shadow banned. Shadow banned for something Mm -hmm. because like I, it's so hard for me to grow. The only time I started growing was when I kind of grew on TikTok, and then I had people like come over. Yeah. But then it just stopped happening, and like I don't have reach outside of my own followership. Like I don't, my photos or Mm -hmm. posts, I don't think, go to the general public whatsoever um and i don't i just don't use my instagram i don't know do it for the followers like, <laughs> when i got a following on TikTok, yeah i stopped being consistent because i was like oh my god there's so much like pressure you expect oh, okay. so much from me like okay and i think that's mostly in my own mind Meh. I started posting again after like a two month break, and I had people being like, Where are you? We miss you. We want you to do this. Post that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh no. Like, I love that you love me, but like, yeah. I literally took two months off because, like, i don't want expectation around me and poking. then
0: that's all you throw at me when i come back
1: yeah i was like it was super fun and when it was fun it was fun. right and then like right. when it started to feel like it had a lot of purpose i was like damn that's pressure now mm-hmm. and i'm trying to get back to that like fun that like like i was saying before the animalistic side the, the sexy side of me all of those sides are just coming back out again um and i i appreciate hearing what you're saying because it it must have been such a mind trip having all of those years of work taken away from you and like i think what you do with the intention of like posting everyone's stuff is so clear so it's like so unfortunate when that one person or one or two people like Mm -hmm. are that like stingy with their work but I get it. I get it. It's their baby. But I also, I don't know. I just feel like that's where we need to really start to come together, especially when they're posting content, like what you post, that's what Mm -hmm, confuses me mm -hmm. about it is like, and that's something I recognize a lot in like the spirituality and consciousness space. A lot of like spiritual leaders, um, they'll get mad. They're like, like, I I own your healing. I'm the, I'm supposed to be the dominant, you know,
0: influencer and
1: have truth. You don't right. get to be right. You don't get to have wrong.
0: I'm the one like, that owns the truth.
1: And it's like literally <laughs> been preaching for years that we're all gonna go through like a global awakening and it's gonna happen. And now that right. it's happening you're upset.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, I I see it in myself, too, a bit. Like, I I feel like I'm a bit of a hipster where it's like, no, I came across this. You guys are just coming to this trend now. You don't know (laughs) shit. I know it all. So I can see a little bit of it in myself. Um, And yeah, there have been, you know, lots of different figures or lots of different uh, personality types that you, you come across. You know whether it's the spiritual community consciousness community or just any walk of life that you do anything with um yeah and so it's interesting like there had been times where artists would reach out to me and be like why the fuck did you put your name on my artwork and i'm like i can understand why you think like that you probably spent 20 30 40 hours making that um piece of art and someone just screenshot it and then put a couple words over it and now they have their instagram name so it made me more conscious of that and be respectful of that. Um, but there was something that you said, Samantha, that I did kind of want to address, um, like in regards to like maybe somebody being stingy about their work. I even, and, and this is by all means, everybody has the right to do whatever they want to do with their stuff. And I know you feel that way too, especially I see you nodding. But like, my thoughts are is I don't even think anybody was like directing anything towards me as much as it was like, again, that scenario of like, I've been reposting your content you submit it for copyright. You're not submitting it because Dream is Destiny has the page and you want his page to go down. You're just saying anybody that posts on any platform, I, w- I want proper accreditation, or I don't want you to have my work because I wanna have some kind of financial gain from it. So I didn't. again, I didn't feel like it was like malicious or specific towards me mm. as much as maybe it was, you know, something, it just, again, like I just, over time, I had enough stuff that it, it came to bite me back in the end, and I didn't really consider that it would. Um, there's other pages, like I'd say around the similar time that mine had gotten taken away, like July 30th of last year, other pages had gotten taken down. And um, you know I've heard of people getting purged off YouTube, off Patreon, off other platforms like Twitter and stuff like that. and. You know, maybe it was a part of that because I do post about kind of truthy things. It was also fresh off the heels of reposting something about COVID in my story. So I just didn't know if it had something to do in regards to that. Um, But again, like I kind of just feel like at the end of the day, it's unfortunate. And something I'm worried about going forward, if like our society turns more into like a technocracy and there are more like algorithms running things this can happen where stuff is just taken away or or decisions are made based on an algorithm and it's not taking into consideration, like that's what my page was doing is just reposting other people's stuff, like so that other people could get more, (laughs) right? Like, you know what I mean? so I want ahead. to
1: say something about the stinginess comment. I mean, honestly, oh. I think it's important to, um, you know, own your stuff and you mm-hmm. own your worth and to then get the proper energetic exchange for that. I just also think it's silly to like put anything that's going to be like copyrighted out on a public platform then. Like, yeah. if you want to make money off of it? My suggestion or my mm-hmm. assumption in my mind would be mm-hmm. you sell it, especially. Yeah. Now who have, like, yeah. Tea art and stuff. Oh like my
0: gosh. Do so you know like about that. NFTs? Yeah, of
1: course. Oh, like,
0: fuck yeah. Let's talk about like that.
1: Thousands of dollars off of like the one one painting that they've made and it's just copies of them on the internet. And it's like, yep. dude, fuck yeah. Do it that way then. Yep. So,
0: okay. hey, no, I love this. So perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, and one that one, before I get off the Instagram page thing too that I wanted to bring up is. I don't feel like I had the most healthy relationship with social media because of that because you know same way that you had talked about like there's this like certain expectation that maybe others put on you maybe you put on yourself because you think others are putting on you and what have you you know th- there would be entire days where I would get off work and come home and just spend time either creating a meme or a video putting it on there trying to craft a caption communicating with the people who reached out and my my wife girlfriend at the time would be like cody you're not present like i i haven't spoken three words with you today and for someone who's online talking about being present and mindful and conscious and loving and and relationship based like if you're not living your life like that then again you're just projecting on some kind of social media platform so i have noticed and you know my wife has told me that i am a lot more present in our day-to-day life and i am more giving in our relationship when it comes to attention and she is getting a lot more than what she needs so that is something that did come from losing that page to like make me understand like what is really more important in my life and yeah it is important for me to get content out there like in a conscious way and inspire other people and and have those interactions but it also is more important for me to Do that in my own personal life and not necessarily posting on social media in that regard.
1: I really feel like uh, I'm having such a spiritual, like, (laughs) <laughs> Ugh, what, what, why it happened and it's like yeah the woo woo is coming out in me to mm. say like yeah it was meant to teach you all of those things bring you back to the presence in your own relationship and also like take you away from unfortunately there is a group of people who are still stuck in that 3d mindset where they are you know they want to be these spiritual leaders and they want to be like breaking through but they are trapped in the old ways yeah and they have the big platforms and they haven't been deplatformed yet. And I say yet because <laughs> who knows, because I think we yeah. are moving into at least for a temporary amount of time, or if not forever, a technocracy, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, But we I can stop that
0: shit. Hold on. We got to stop that shit. We ain't going to let it happen, but no. go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna let it happen. That's the thing,
1: like I, I truly believe the light wins at the end of the day. And yes, that's
0: ma'am. Same i
1: with this is that like you had to do that. You had to go through that so that like, because you are the truth, you are authentic, and you need to come back to your truth and your authenticity right. so that you could be that leader of this, mm-hmm. this new earth or whatever. whatever yeah,
0: whatever no, I feel, I, I feel that coming up. I feel that absolutely. Uh, there's more
1: to that that's coming through for me right now, but like we can go. Um, no, if
0: you want it, I would love to hear you talk about it and, and rip off that
1: it, it, it's a lot and i'd love to share it with you um on a more personal level at a different time okay Honestly, it's, yeah it, it, it's, it, whatever it's you feel lot comfortable
0: lot with because i i mean i put my whole name out there the same way that you put your whole name out there like i'm not hiding nothing you know if you if oh, you I'm feel not, like it's if you feel like, no no and I don't, yeah, I don't mean through. that either yeah i don't mean that either yeah whatever you i you know obviously trust yourself when it comes to when you think the best time to talk about that stuff would be
1: yeah. It just, um, sometimes when I channel through stuff like that, it becomes really like, uh, uh I don't want to say agitated energy, but like all over the place energy. Okay. And I want to keep myself more grounded right now. I respect that. Absolutely. Episode. Yes. Sweet. Thank you. But I definitely see a lot of reasons for that to have happened. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, the right people are all coming back to you. Um, yeah,
0: exactly.
1: And, uh, it's really beautiful to be able to, to, To be here in this place in my own life like personally to be able to say like yeah i'm a person who's been following you since you started and Mm -hmm. i put you on that pedestal Mm -hmm. and here i am interacting with you and feeling like i'm holding hands with you helping create this newness and helping us shift into what is coming and what is happening and what is now Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really beautiful to be able to to see that and so for anyone who is listening like if you do have someone that you're putting on a pedestal i think the best thing to do is consider how how am i like this being yes
0: that's like, what i'm thinking how,
1: too. How, like what what is the reflection there and how can i then create and step into my own magnificence through that through that Mm -hmm. reflection through seeing them in the mirror because we got it we can't do this alone we need other people helping inspire and educate and raise the frequencies of the Mm -hmm. planet Um, And all of that, we need everybody who has that like impetus and desire and anyone who's listening to or watching this right now, I am sure that you are one of those beings. Absolutely.
0: I know unequivocally that's the case. Absolutely. yeah. I don't mean to step on you there, but that's exactly what I was thinking is like, you know, same thing that we said earlier, like if you notice the magic in somebody else, it's because there's at least a spark of that within you, if not a whole beaming radiance, that's what is ready to come out because how would you notice it otherwise? And that's what I, you know, I noticed in my own life, like like I mentioned earlier, Saul Williams, like this guy is very eloquent, he's a poet, he's a musician, he's an actor, he's an activist. Um, and, you know, coming across him at like 13, 14 years old, and being influenced, I didn't take it as like this guy is a God and I can't achieve any of these things like I what I took was his inspiration and his influences into myself and, you know, I let them radiate inside me instead of just like always kind of pointing externally, you know, I took the things that I appreciated from him and I integrated them in my own life. And so, you know, very similarly, like when I was thinking about how I was talking about how I started the original Instagram page um, and people would follow or people that I would follow, I'd repost them and then they would repost me from time to time. And it'd be like, you know, same thing too. Like I remember there was a peace, love, or uh, I'm blanking right now. Uh, There was a particular page that would always show love to me. And I'm like, you're 175,000 followers. Why are you reposting me? You know, like again, like kind of putting them on some kind of pedestal. But then like I found myself emulating that whenever I was the one at 175,000. Like, I don't care if you got two posts and you got two followers or you got a hundred posts and you have a million followers. Like if you have something that I feel like provided value after I've came across it, And I think other people should see it. Like, I'm going to repost that. I'm going to tag you. I'm going to bless you up. Hopefully you get more of a following and that you kind of pay that good graces forward yourself.
1: Totally. I do it every single day. I actually have come across people who I was like really good friends with IRL in real life Mm -hmm. um, and not just on the interweb and um, they would grow a following. And then all of a sudden something like this or going live with me on Instagram, they're like, actually, like, I only do lives with people who pay me
0: um Ooh. And i was like, and you know them you? in real life. You you know built you know whether before they ever had some kind of platform. Yeah, exactly. Page. And I was like, oh, I don't
1: think like we're like on the same like three point three anymore.
0: Actually. Like- <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, Samantha did not pay me anything to show up. She just you know asked me months ago and stayed on top of it. You know I'd been in a little bit of a funk, and you know she, you know I think saw that and, you know, shared love and, you know, always held a space for me. And she was never annoying or or anything. She was just like, hey, would you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, now's a great time. Let's fucking do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I asked probably like three times over the past few months, just like checking in. Yeah, a good time. And, I pre- so- and again,
0: I really appreciate that. Like it didn't come from a place of being annoyed um, on my side or or you um, being too much just to, to ask. Like it 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 to me it, it's meaningful that you even cared enough to continue to ask after I was like, Yeah, I want to, but now's not a good time.
1: Totally. I mean, I knew it was supposed to happen in, in divine mm. timing as always. Absolutely. I really just appreciated um like refinding you, I guess, on the internet. Okay. And then yeah. being able to be like, hey, like I'm kind of doing something, like I feel like in the same nature that you did and <laughs> i really do like look up to you but not in the pedestal type of way like oh, i look God. up to the work that you did before me Thank because you. let's be real you like you laid a path ahead of me and i just happened to like be walking on that path and now like we're we're walking in the same way
0: yeah absolutely day, yeah I'm, I'm i want to give you a big ass hug right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> um and you know maybe i didn't catch up in the way of 280k but i caught up in the way of like I feel like I finally found within myself and this is why mm. I keep repeating to everyone listening, you know, what did, what do you see in yourself in that person and go do it. And I think yes. I did that. And so I it think just you did felt, too. and it felt right. It felt, I felt connected to you from the first time we in, like, exchanged messages, you know? I was like, oh, this is definitely soul brother connection. <laughs> and I'm Super stoked to like eventually have this conversation. And I never once felt like you were just like, uh beating around the bush and being like well okay. i don't actually want to fucking do it you know yeah. And that, to bring it back to what i was saying like I've, I've literally had friends be like well yeah like i don't even want to do that and it's like you know what like i don't even like need to tell you i'm going to cross promote your work like i'm just going to do it and it doesn't mean mm-hmm. i say cross promote doesn't mean i have expectations with you promoting mm-hmm. my stuff. but like mm-hmm. i've had people be like i'll post this if you share if
0: it yeah it, quid I, pro quo
1: what like I just, just like took it, took it took all the good
0: nature out of what we were just about to fucking do.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, I didn't realize this was so transactional. I thought we were on the same team, you know? Because I really feel like the the day of competition is over. Like if you can be as big as you wanna be. And unfortunately, yes, like these algorithms get in the way of like yeah. just how big and great any any individual can be. And it's like you said mm. something earlier where you're like, I know that I'm special and unique, but also I'm not like And the thing is, is that, like, I think everyone on this planet has unique, amazing, magnificent medicine to share with the planet. And it Mm. depends on how that gets shared with the planet, you know? Yes. Like, I even like to think of, like, people who are, like, you know, you can never even look down on someone who's, like, a bus driver. Like, you can't be like, oh, that's not that person that man that woman whoever is delivering people um, mm. on that bus, or delivering dealing
0: with shit every day
1: they're dealing with shit every day and they're also delivering humans to like their life yeah. every single day absolutely like, how important is that that's so important that's like such a big role so we all in whatever way we choose to or in this lifetime are like forced into or mm. whatever it yeah
0: no i know what you're getting at,
1: at it, like we are still serving such a purpose, yes. still have such a medicine. And if like, you do want to say something and use your voice, then go out there and start saying it because that's something I was sharing with you before too, is even four people listen to this. Mm i had i've affected four people and maybe they'll go share it with some other people and then with that it's the domino effect the ripple effect that just keeps going on and on and on and it's endless so whether you're having millions of impressions Mm. like you had once on instagram Mm -hmm. hundreds thousands whatever it may be or just a couple if you have 20 people liking one of your posts imagine having 20 people in a room like (laughs) like,
0: like, i was saying before
1: i think we were off camera uh i like would like crap myself the idea like, <laughs> I
0: know, <laughs> you know? Like, that's Yeah, scary. you know, if we had that's 50 scary. people in this Zoom meeting I'd be like, "Oh, shit, like oh, what's going on?" But yeah, 50 l- views on a uh, a video and I'm like, "Oh, that's all we got is 50 views." But no, it's not about the number. It's it's always about quality over quantity. Everybody should know that. Like It
1: becomes so like a uh, dopamine obsessed yes. with like Give me more likes. <laughs> more this means something, and it's like, mind you, be careful too because a lot of influencers out there pay for their followers.
0: Mm-hmm. What was that? They pay for that shit that's not real.
1: Sometimes they buy like, <laughs> no, absolutely, dollars, absolutely, and then once they have the social credit or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. um, the. Someone, someone actually famous may follow them, and yep. then it becomes like a chain reaction where yes, sure. they develop oh, yeah. a following. But, but it's, it's like, like
0: it's keeping up with appearances more than what it really was at first, and, and like, I, I completely see that.
1: There's ghetto ways of doing it that will ruin your account forever, yep. and then there's ways that you can do it which actually like work, but it's like you're spending ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And like I've been like I've been you know did by people who are like oh come into this a uh, follow chain yeah. thing and it's like beyond just the messages you send but it's like you pay ten thousand dollars to an account oh. that has a million followers wow and then they'll they'll follow you so you'll like they'll, you'll look at the account that has a million followers they're following 200 people and the rule is that everyone on their followers have to follow the 200 people they follow what? They make ten grand a person, Ooh. and then they switch whatever two hundred followers they're playing because they're using their their leverage, their account yeah. to scam people and yes. basically fake following yes. Because eventually, I mean, maybe you'll get like sixty thousand followers, but eventually, like thirty of those thirty thousand or more, maybe will stop following you because they'll be like, "Why did I follow this person in the first place? Oh, that famous person told me to, and now I don't have interest in their account." Mm-hmm. Like so wild what you see out there and i actually really enjoy the fact that i even like got to like get like swept away in the idea of like oh i could have how many followers
0: (laughs) and then i found out Uh, how they
1: did it and i was like ew like you're telling me that these people with millions of followers who could use that money to like help save the fish yeah uh, uh, help save you know impoverished people and Mm -hmm. hungry people around the world whatever And instead, they're just like going to Tulum
0: mm-hmm.
1: off of the 10 grand that they just paid <laughs> off of the money.
0: Hey, here. I mean, it got them some more content for their page. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God.
1: You know, and that's the world we live in, you know? And that's the thing is like, I've had people tell me who have huge followings, like upwards of millions. And they're mm. like, okay, so what you have to do is you have to post every day on on, on Instagram. And then YouTube, they want a high-quality video every single day at the same time. You have to yes. do it at the same time, and then you'll be boom, boom. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I no. love
0: it. I, like, love I can't it. do that shit.
1: I need to go have a life. Yeah. Can you see how beautiful it is outside. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: yeah, it. yeah, I'm hearing I'm hearing it. Yeah, it's absolutely. Gorgeous. And oh my yeah, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. gorgeous.
1: <laughs>
0: for real. And no, I think that that's very important because yeah, I mean same same for me. You know, people are like, How do I get a page as big as yours? And that's you know, I'd be like, Post as often as you can, do it consistently. This, 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 this. And you know, I've been a part of engagement groups. Um Thankfully none that ever approached about money because that would I would have instantly backed away from that because I was just like what? Um, but yeah, it was like you know you'd have a hundred thousand followers and everybody in that group would have over a hundred thousand followers and it, it was it was becoming like a chore. Uh, almost like a a daily you know task to repost everybody or two people uh, and rotate and be an admin and you know so i'd done some of that stuff for a year plus at a time and don't get me wrong it really did help as far as your engagement and growth because you're on other people's accounts getting exposed to other types of followers um but then it really was like Am I am I really only scrolling through this person's page to try to find a post so I can just fulfill this task so that when it's my turn that they'll do the same for me? Didn't really feel as authentic anymore. So then I eventually was like, you know what? You know, I, I respectfully would like to remove myself from here. I really appreciate all the help that I've gotten. I actually thought of that page, peace, love and vibes. So peace, love, and vibes reached out to me and um, you know, like had been a part of just these different groups and stuff like that. And it's just like, again, it was very uh, instrumental in in building the the page up to a bigger status. Um, But when I really thought about it at the end of the day, it just, you know, it wasn't really worth continuing to, to share people's content that I might not have otherwise. And it felt hollow. So you know, I kind of backed away from that. I still continued following the other pages. And if they had a post that I liked, I would do it, but I just didn't want it to feel like such a chore anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what you were saying too, with your partner recognizing that when it's coming from like an external point of view or like, you know, we get swept away into these little mm-hmm. We don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know how much it consumes our consciousness and our mind. And like, there's been times, trust me, where I've been like, I just don't get it. Like, why don't I have the following? I'm yeah.
0: amazing. Yeah, no. I I, I I literally look like at your page and other people's pages, and same thing too. Like, there's artists like who that I had, you know, borrowed their content for the memes and stuff like that. And I'm like, this person doesn't even have ten thousand followers, but they've been doing art for um since there has been social media and their shit is amazing and i have two hundred thousand followers like who the fuck am i to have 200 this this person's the one that's really doing the good work out here
1: well and, that, and, and unfortunately that's just it where we are already seeing like the technocracy trying to take over mm-hmm. and we need to be like decentralizing a lot of that mm-hmm. and, and finding the new platforms and they are out there they are being created it's just uh, we live in this world where the Gram and those yeah. platforms um, are dominant. Yeah, right? they right
0: now, yeah. yeah, they take precedence right now. Yeah,
1: they take precedence right now. And that's also kind of why there's part of me that's just like, fuck it. Like, right. If I never get gain a following there, because I, I do foresee a time in which those aren't the dominant. No.
0: Yeah, this is just all temporary. I mean, yeah. you know, I remember being on MySpace. I remember teaching myself some HTML code so I can make my background look a certain way and have my favorite <laughs> songs on there a certain way and you know we saw how quickly that faded out you know I can imagine same shit's going to happen and you know I'm I'm really happy you even know what the term technocracy is cuz I would say about 95% of the people I ever say that to shit, you might be one of the only people I've ever said it to that was like, you know, tapped in with what I was talking about. But I mean, if that stuff keeps going more and more and we find ourselves living in like virtual reality, like it's not going to be Facebook anymore. It's not going to be Instagram anymore. It's going to be some whole new fucking thing that, you know, is this new platform that we're all on. Um, so it actually reminded me of like I got so wrapped up into learning about NFTs and being like, what the fuck is this? Like, how is somebody spending, like you said, tens of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars on artwork or even shitty artwork or just like silly things that to me wouldn't be worth much. I would never put something into that. But I like I literally it it went from my boy telling me about it and him and I having like a really hilarious conversation. Shout out to my friend MP from Uncommon Shamans. We just like we chatted until four in the morning, just like kind of like joking with each other, coming up with meme ideas and just I was I haven't laughed from a text conversation that much in a while. But it really put me on to this concept of NFTs and I just I couldn't fall asleep like it went to the point where I stayed up for probably 37 hours because I just couldn't fall asleep. I felt like I unlocked something in my head. And so I'd love to share that on here, at least relay what I could relay. Um, You know, I feel like you have to know somewhat of a background on cryptocurrencies to kind of understand what I'm getting at. Um, I would assume that you do, Samantha. Um, I'm not going to assume that everybody does. So just like what I know about Bitcoin and let's say Ether, Ethereum, is that to create that currency someone's computer will have to run through like calculations, like almost like an algorithm, if you will. And that's how that's what like mining cryptocurrency does. It depends on like what the particular coin is as far as like what the tasks are. But let's just say it's a complicated math problem that your computer has to figure out. Well, originally, when the cryptocurrency starts out, it has no value. I mean, why would it? Nobody uses it. Nobody trades it. It's not worth anything. So it's also very easy to mine that cryptocurrency. So there's people that have probably thousands of Bitcoin, 10,000 Bitcoin from when they originally started out and it wasn't worth anything. So as time progresses and more Bitcoin gets mined and the value had gone up, it's harder to mine a new Bitcoin. And so there's scarcity built into these cryptocurrencies where there's going to be a finite amount of Bitcoins that ever exist. And so that helps drive up the value. And so, you know, I mean, I saw today it went up to 60,000 for one Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So like I mentioned, there's people that have thousands of Bitcoin from way back in the day when it was worth a fraction of a penny. And now it's 60,000 for one of them. And so what I've noticed is NFTs, they get traded in Ether from what I've seen. ETH is the abbreviation for it. So I was reading this article from NPR and it was like, yeah, you know, here's this LeBron James dunk where he uh, memorialized Kobe Bryant doing his same dunk. Someone just paid $72,000 for this NFT, which is just a video of LeBron James doing this. And, you know, they explained like, you know, this person owns this video, but they don't own the copyright of the NBA. It's not like they make money. Anytime someone watches that video of LeBron James doing that dunk, they just own that little piece of content that they purchased. And then I'm just thinking to myself like $72,000, I can't imagine clearing my bank account out for a, a little LeBron James video that I have saved in my phone. But then I was like, Cody, it's not about dollars. It's about crypto. Somebody had a shit ton of ether And it was never worth $1,700 back when they first started getting the ether. So now breaking off however much 72,000 ether would be, wasn't that big of a deal for them. When someone says like, oh, a million dollars worth of artwork just got sold as NFT. I, I would wager that most of the time that's not a millionaire or a billionaire that just spent their cash on that, as much as it was somebody who mined that currency or has a lot of it from back when it was not worth much. So for me, thinking about like the flip and maybe, you know, beating myself up on doing the research when the cryptocurrency was originally coming out, like I remember listening to the creator of Ether talk about Ethereum before they ever launched the platform and me being like oh this is awesome i want to know more about this i want to be a part of this but i haven't you no know, six seven years later i didn't do shit i don't i still don't own any ether mm-hmm. at this point so to instead of like beating myself up from missing that wave why not try to leverage or be a part of like still that that wave in a certain sense so with nfts you know you're basically able to create content and turn it into something that's on the blockchain nft stands for non-fungible token so just basically saying you can't recreate it you can't change it or alter it and it it's going to be yours so what i did was i love the concept of being meta and like thinking about thinking or like you know, one of my favorite songs It talks about a a painter who paints himself painting himself. (laughs) And so I found a picture of someone doing that and I created a page on OpenSea, which is one of the biggest um, NFT marketplaces. And I named myself MetaMeme. And so, and I, you know, quoted the song, I have a couple pictures on there. And so what I did was I created a, a set of four memes And it says, I am a NFT. So it's an NFT that says I am an NFT. So it's an NFT of an NFT. And it's silly. I know it is. But to me, I'm like, that's my kind of humor. And I'm sure there's other people out there that would appreciate that. So my thought is, is I want to market this to like, the community of people who have a shit ton of ether, that it doesn't matter to them. Like if they came across that and they smiled at it or they laughed at it, it wouldn't mean anything to them to break off 0.33 ether and send it to me. You know how much that is, Samantha? $500. For someone to give a fraction of an Ether coin, which they may have thousands of because they mined it years back when it wasn't worth anything, that's $500 to me. Yeah. If I had just to transfer that over into, you know, U.S. currency.
1: For them, it's so, pennies. And for you, it's,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's money for, uh, like, a mm-hmm. Like, you find exactly. Like, king of
0: memetics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I've you, yes, you're crowned by me. I'll knight you or whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> But like for sure, that's awesome. I love that I am an NFT. That's
0: so cool. <laughs> awesome. And so it's literally it because I uploaded it on there. It's it's technically an NFT, and the collection is IMA NFT. And so I just I basically did four of them. I did it whether it was like in that uh, normal font that you would see memes back in the day. It's called Impact. I just took the Impact font, just made it something real simple. One of it's on a white background with white text and a uh, black border. Another one is on the white background with the black text and no border. And then just, you know, flip that as far as like the inversion of the colors. So there's four of them. And I just had like a funny way of um, writing the caption. I said, I burned these templates after this had been minted, which it's so easy to make these things again. But you know, it's the concept of like this, there's never gonna be any more of these.
1: Yeah, and always- I even
0: I even embedded I even imbued a, a special message into them because you can have like unlockable feature. So like if you were to buy one of these, you unlock it and you get that special message in there. And I don't know, it was just fun. It was just something I did at three in the morning when I couldn't fall asleep. And I'm like, hold on, there might be something to this. And if I could just, you know, again, just make someone's day with a piece of content or a meme or whatever, and it's nothing to them to send me this and it blesses me up in a different way, like, I, I think I could be on to something like using NFTs to make content. And like I said, be a little bit more specific and market to like 4chan or market to certain subreddits where they had been following this ether trend for so long. and. I just think about, like, if I was to put myself in that person's shoes and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, here's here's a ether for that one coin. And I'd be like, I just gave someone eighteen hundred dollars for, you know, something that made me feel good. And I know I just blessed them up into something that they never would have expected themselves. So, yeah, that's my little rant. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Oh, actually, one, one other thing I was thinking about was I had been posting all these memes and stuff like that on Instagram for so long. And like I mentioned, not to get money, not to get a uh, sponsorship or what have you. But now I'm thinking like, I'm going to post all these memes on an NFT account. And if someone wants to own them and bless me up, then... Let's have at it. Like, let's exchange value. This is beautiful.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you do spend your time and energy, like, collecting all this and curating and mm-hmm. creating um, your own, like, portfolio of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, it's funny to think about it like that, but yeah.
1: And it's true and it, and it is it is deserving of of the energetic exchange and I think that there is that way of being able to do that and coming at it in an authentic way like I think that there needs to be a time where we can self promote without people like gagging mm. about it um, yep. and there's just you know instead of shilling for companies that you don't actually believe in and mm-hmm gatekeeper with your following and mm-hmm. you platform for like egoic desire rather than being like I'm a deserving abundant human being yep. and I deserve energetic exchange for the work that I'm putting out there the energy I'm putting out there and that is safe because that's what I'm also trying to teach other people to do
0: mm. how
1: can I not how can I teach that with I'm not embodying that
0: yeah you know? absolutely
1: and that's still something I'm coming into and an understanding of in myself is like, I grew up a pretty privileged lifestyle. And like, mm-hmm. there are times where I'm like, I can't offer the work that I do for money because, you know, I don't need it. And it's like, yeah. you know what, like, it, I may not need it, but like, I also wouldn't be myself if I didn't have the lifestyle that I mm. live. Right. I able to have the life that I have and I share with other people if I didn't have that lifestyle. Mm. I that so it's like of course i want to make money and of
0: course Mm -hmm.
1: I you and there's more than enough on this planet for everybody yes um and that's where we need to get everybody like from oh gosh there's so much into this (laughs) and i'll wrap it up soon but like the fact that like people are just so job mindset and not career that not realizing that they're so powerful and have so much like they we are all creator beings and like whatever that means it doesn't mean you have to be some like talking head and have a big following or any of that doesn't no. matter. none of that matters but like some of it by the way some of the most like uh world changing wave making people on this planet don't have social media
0: yeah they don't yeah they don't exactly they're not even on any of these platforms for you to even come across them to discover them absolutely right it's so a very like, important point
1: so many magical people out there doing so much Um, And, you know, we can go into the one percenters and all of that. But it's like we need to realize that, like, there is enough abundance on this planet for all of us to live however we want to, to share our messages however we want to, um, and to just be in our authentic truth and ourselves. Mm -hmm. I love coming on here and meeting all these fucking fabulous people (laughs) doing that because I feel like it's just like holding hands with souls yes. and, and that's why it's like come here to divine data like find all of the people doing all of the things you know
0: i love that
1: i don't want to limit it to someone with a big following i have like my friend michelle was on here and she's in mm-hmm. there i see her as, like one of the most powerful leaders i've ever met in my life she doesn't do social yeah. beyond to just like update people what she's doing in her life yeah know? like that's not what she's here for but mm-hmm such an inspiration, such a teacher, such a leader, such a healer, you Mm. know, in all of the ways. So I love it. And I love that your page collected that kind of a community. Yeah,
0: no. And I think that's amazing, too. And, you know, I just I definitely want to highlight kind of like what you're saying, because it's important to kind of put people on to the fact that you don't have to be a certain type of way to make that kind of difference. Like, just because you, like, even just you, Samantha, saw, like, my page turned into something big and you kind of maybe want to emulate certain aspects of, like, how you can integrate that in your journey. Like, you just made a great point. Like, there's someone like your friend, Michelle, who doesn't even post any, like, like it's just personal content. It's not about, like, spiritual content or motivational content or what have you. It's just, you know, she's just keeping, like her life up to date when it comes to that stuff, yet she has that impact. She has that ability to change the lives and transform those who she interacts with just by being who she is. And to me, that's what it's about. It's not about having millions of impressions or hundreds of thousands of followers. It's not even about 20 people liking your post. I would rather someone scroll and read what I put in there and not even like it then just to like it and then move on without ever looking at it. You know what I mean? If if we really want to go down to things, cause like I've been on Instagram scrolling, liking everything that comes my way and not actually absorbing any of the content that's in there. And then there's been other stuff where I'll read all the carousel posts, all the caption, all the interaction with the captions. And then I'm so wrapped up in that, that I forget to like the post. Mm. which one really mattered to me. The one that I liked, or the one that I spent 30 minutes absorbing everything I possibly could because it was just dripping in what I wanted. And so, like, to me, again, it's more about the quality of the interaction and the deeper connection of the meaning than it is these numbers. So, yeah, it, it stinks to go on Instagram and then see I have 60 likes when I used to have 600 on something. But who gives a fuck? As long as it's given to people that really care. And I know like without a shadow of a doubt that I've been able to make the kind of impact that I've wanted to on others and maybe even more because there's been people that have reached out to me and said things that put me in more than a puddle. Like like I, I get goosebumps and, and damn near cry just thinking about some interaction that I've had. And just to know that you can touch somebody in a way that matters. And it's like, it's almost like finding someone that is like you. But from a different vantage point, you know what I mean, and I feel like that's like what this interaction is too. Someone that's done a lot of study, someone that's lived their life, and and you know maybe had similar experiences, maybe had completely different experiences, but here we are, we found ourselves in the same space for almost two hours now. I just looked at the the time, you know, conversing and and diving deep into this stuff, and it's just it that's what life is the most like matters the most for me is these kind of conversations this kind of deeper connection and just you know being authentic and being coming from a place of love and coming from a place of truth and coming from a place of caring um you know if i just was to think of a message that i would want to leave people off with is just that I really truly believe that we're all fractal fragments of an infinite consciousness and I think that like if you put together absolutely everything that ever is ever has been or ever will be that is god it's everything it's the good it's the bad it's you it's me it's we're all like we're all threads in a tapestry of of what I would say is like the higher power and, you know, I, I, I've i said other things in the past of like, you know, I, I feel like we're like we're living in a lucid dream in the mind of a higher being. And like the more you're self-conscious in the sense of like being aware of yourself and being able to consciously direct that. That's how like you can turn like a lucid dream from a nightmare into like the most ecstatic experience. And I really feel like that's what we can do here. We can turn this technocratic dystopic nightmare into a golden age of consciousness and loving expansion like i know i'm like i'm having goosebumps just saying it right now because i know that it's possible and i know that's what we're here to do and that's what i'm fucking here to do right this second so amen
1: Yes, King, everything like I, for people who are not watching this and listening to this, I was literally sitting there snapping to everything. I had my hand over my heart. (laughs) Yes, everything he is saying right now is that is the truth. I, I feel as to be like what we are doing here on this planet. And that's why I think that like, you know, we're always uploading and downloading from that iCloud consciousness. Mm. Um, and, you know, once you develop that self-love, it's hard to not see the divinity outside of yourself and everything that is around you, even, even the darkness and all of that crap. But can you, cause you know, you know, mm-hmm. The other side of that, and mm-hmm. you know um, what what comes through after those dark nights of the soul, yes. and like that's where like the judgment lessons around you, or you know the the hardest thing about being so aware is seeing that there are people who are not yet there, and yeah. that. For me, ooh, that rhymed. I liked
0: mm, that's some bars right there. Oh. Shoot, girl. We might have to get on a track after this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is Yo. <video>? Um, <laughs> but anyways, yes. Thank you so much. What a beautiful way to wrap this up, Cody. I am... <sighs> I'm so fired up right now. I feel like we literally could sit here for five hours, yeah. but I feel already bad for my editor that they um, go
0: through
1: this whole thing. I
0: don't feel bad. I mean, I'm sure they're going to love this podcast. <laughs> I, I hope there's not going to be much. I really feel like we were in a supreme flow state because when I, I was shocked to look down and find that it was almost a couple hours since we started absolutely yeah i didn't you feel don't like- mind though like i kind of feel compelled i want to share some of my raps i want to share i, I want to share like a little acapella that's you know, a cool way to end this okay that's so cool. I, I might make i might mess this up and i might you know have to restart but if i'm able to remember it then i'm able to remember it so we'll, we'll go at it these heretic theoretics are pathetic, dysgenic epigenetics will end us if we let it. Shit, I bet if my poetic aesthetics become prophetic, our energetic neuromagnetics won't let up, spitting hermetic analytics. You seek it, but don't get it. You see this and you edit. Say obscene shit and forget it. Learn what I mean quicker, get beheaded. Glistening tip to your dome is where it's headed. No question where this poem has been begetted. Dream three is known to leave it shredded now witness the logistics of the sickest verbal menaces i exhibit lyrical fitness with the quickness my maso sadistic linguistics twisted the sickness to leave these bitches spitless it's ridiculous to think that you could get this like god tracking his bowel movements you're forever on my shit list, which is the quickest way to get dismissed, lay in this shit list and assist this to the top of the hit list. I'll enlist the slickest in the business to enrich us, then leave them with stitches buried in ditches, fingers inches from itching their deepest itches after their bitch fits for what I do with my riches. My niche is to be the misfit that is forgetless and transmit this gifted perspective that I'm equipped with. Holy I was losing losing the breath control at the end there. Woo, <laughs>
1: fired. Thank
0: you. So, yeah, that's what you guys have to look forward to. If you want to look into some of my discography, which is one song on Spotify right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even those lyrics either. So check out consciously derived terpenes uh, dream three featuring White Whitey, one of my closest friends. And yeah, you got the Waking Life podcast you got dream 3 is 3 destiny on instagram and that's that's me
1: yeah we'll link Cody. you up uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll link you up. Everything will be so um, on the episode descriptions. We'll make sure that people can find you. I am so, so glad that I refound you. Yes, I'm,
0: I'm so, so glad you did. I'm glad you reached out and you stayed consistent because this is everything that I ever wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah and let's do it again you're more than welcome back here anytime i'm sure this is a very well loved episode i really loved it i really enjoyed it and i'm sure my editor is going to enjoy going through it as well (laughs) she's always very excited they both are two people that have worked with me through this podcast and they've Always really, really enjoyed all of the content because you guys are all so magical. And I'm just really grateful to even have this be one of my gifts to the world mm. and one of the gifts of my own human experience is to be able to host these spaces meet these people create more community um you know a lot of people who've been on here have either been friends um and some have just been acquaintances and some are just new internet friends and Mm -hmm. i'm grateful to keep collecting you amazing humans (laughs) um so thank you so much cody again and so cool that we got to just hear that um Uh, thank you I definitely recorded a little bit so I can
0: like <laughs> put
1: that up on my Instagram story. That's so funny. I, I love it. <laughs> so good. All right, man. Um, well, I thank you so much. I appreciate you. What do you say? Uh, infinite love to all. Is yes.
0: Yeah, add? absolutely. I was when I was like, how am I going to say this? Yeah. Infinite love to everybody out there.
1: Mm, thank you, Cody. Infinite love to you.